last thing that you want to do is say something like, all right, calm down. You know, it's not such a big deal. You're invalidating them. And the worst thing that you can do, whether it be this situation or any situation when someone is emotional, is say, calm down. Arguing about small things is going to happen if you stay married long enough. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I offer tips. So stay tuned and happy Thanksgiving. The holidays are around the corner and we're going to be sharing a lot of tips in the coming weeks. From dealing with in-laws to holiday gift guides to special wine deals through our Hitched Wine Club partner, Touring and Tasting. To make sure you don't miss out on any of this information or the special deals, go to hitchedmag.com and sign up for our free newsletter. Again, you can join our email list at hitchedmag.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. So Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. She is an author. Uh, She has uh, many different tools at her disposal. She recently released Take 5 to Empower Your Relationships, which is a new radio show on the Sex Talk Radio Network. And in just five minutes, Karen will present a real relationship issue, tell you what's behind it and how to resolve it. Today, she's going to help us resolve some issues uh, on our podcast. Uh, And specifically, we are going to talk about how to overcome mistakes uh, you know, mar- one of the things about marriage is you have this stability of knowing that when you wake up in the morning, that person's going to be there. They're in it for the long haul. They made that commitment in front of everyone and God and everything else, right? Um, but over days, weeks, months, years, decades, a mistake will happen. Uh, nobody's perfect, uh, including myself. Right, Karen? Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so for this topic, uh, I want to skip the big mistakes such as cheating uh, because, you know, that's a that's a different realm, I think, uh, mm-hmm. because I want to, you know, one of the things that I love about Hitch is we can get into the nitty gritty of the minutia of marriage and relationships. And we don't have to always talk about the big end of the world type scenarios where everything's crumbling around you. These are the things that can drive people crazy, but it seems so small and is insignificant that nobody really wants to spend much time talking about it, Mm -hmm. which is where we come in. And we want to thank you for tuning in every week so we can talk about this tiny little things. Um, So specifically, let's, I I just want to throw out an example, such as forgetting to grab the dry cleaning on the way home. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the first thing that would happen if this was the scenario is you would uh, wind up in some sort of confrontation. Uh, you would get home and your spouse would ask you, you know, did you grab the dry cleaning? And there are many ways that this conversation can go from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to ask you first to give us an example of how it should go. Well, I love that, you know, best case scenario. Yeah. You know, honey, did did you pick up the dry cleaning? Did you remember to pick up the dry cleaning? And then the person said, oh, gosh, it totally slipped my mind. Okay, so you take ownership of it. You take responsibility and you say, I, I totally 
I forgot my bad, you know, and that's it. That, and you say, okay, you know, I get it. Um, you know, will you, will you please try to make a note to do it tomorrow? Yes. And, and you're done. That seems so simple. That Uh seems so simple, but we all know that it, you know, it doesn't always go down that way. No, it doesn't. And, (laughs) And that's what I hear back and forth, back and forth, what comes into my office. And, you know, so, uh, spinning off of this just a bit, uh, what if this is not a first time offense? What if you were asked to pick up the dry cleaning a week prior and failed to do that? How would that go down? Again, you forgot it. Can't I ever count on you to, you know, a simple task? You know, do I have to do everything? So here's the thing. Um, And we've made reference to Sue Johnson previously. Mm -hmm. And when I've made reference to her, I generally tell this little anecdote. Years ago, when I heard her at a conference for the first time, and she is an absolutely brilliant therapist, she said that when couples are arguing, they're generally not arguing about what they're arguing about on the surface. Mm -hmm. And generally, it's about something else underneath the surface. And I really started to pay attention then. So in that scenario that we were just talking about with pick up the dry cleaning, you forgot it again, um, you know, do I have to do everything? Though it's about the dry cleaning, it could be about take out the garbage. It could be about um, why did you forget to pick up um, the milk or, you know, the milk that I like or whatever, because it's not about those topics. It's about, I don't feel like you're hearing me. I don't feel like my needs matter. And as the person, you know, that's the person who feels that you're not uh, attending to the tasks that I asked you, it's really about, I don't feel like I matter to you because when I ask you to do these things, you're not following through. Meanwhile, as the person is getting more and more disgruntled and, uh, acting in a way that is attacking or negative, the recipient who forgot to do the thing is feeling like no matter what I do, it's not good enough. Or I do all these other things and I still can't please you, but it ends up more likely than not being I'm just not good enough for you. Mm -hmm. So that's what's really underneath these arguments. And as long as they keep um, trying to resolve the dry cleaning or the milk or the garbage, they get nowhere. They really need to look at what are the feelings underneath these issues because that's how they're going to really resolve the argument. Okay. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Sue Johnson is a pioneer in EFT therapy, emotionally focused therapy. Right, right. So that's the whole concept, which is to look at the emotion underneath it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Now, I love that, that you brought that up because um, it's one thing to focus on those types of things when uh, we're talking about the emotions underlying the issue. Mm -hmm. Now, what if... um, and and I don't know, this might actually be the same. So you let me know if, if this is the same thing you think. Um, if when you come home and your, your spouse asks you, hey, did you pick up the dry clean on the way home? And your response is, well, you never, you never asked me to pick up the dry cleaning. And in fact, you were correct in that statement. Like they literally, they really, they thought they did, but they didn't. Um, and so there's definitely miscommunication there. Uh, okay, so, so the, what about that the best one? way to handle that would be, you know, maybe you you did say something to me and I didn't hear it um, or, you know, somehow something got in the way, but I don't remember hearing you ask me to pick it up. 
So at, at that point, it's it's really not about even being right. It's kind of taking the high road of, you know that's, what? That's correct. Because who knows, you know, yeah. things happen. And so, you know, is, is because here's, here's the opposite for a second. And I think when I show you the opposite, it'll better explain why I'm making the suggestion that I made. Okay. You know, you, you never told me to pick it up. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. I did tell you. Don't you remember we were saying that? No, you didn't tell me. Okay. So now what you've got is what I call playground behavior or playground dialogue. Yes, you did. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. No, you did. And where is that getting you? So there's any number of reasons that the message did not come across. And if you stay instead, wow, you know, maybe you did tell me, but for some reason I didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Now that could either be maybe you whispered it. Or maybe you thought you told me, but you really didn't. Or maybe, you know, I was in the same room, but my attention was somewhere else. Or maybe I was so concerned with, you know, the gas that I had at that moment that I really wasn't taking it. You know, there's any number of reasons. So if you just say, you know, wow, you know, I, I, I'm sure that, you know, that you told me if you say you did, but I just didn't hear it for mm-hmm. whatever the reasons. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll pick it up tomorrow. You know, I'll make sure that I pick it up tomorrow. And ultimately, I'm guessing the reason, particularly if this is a one-off type of a deal, uh, the reason why that wasn't properly communicated really doesn't matter, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Again, it is more for um, just sort of getting on with it and letting the other person know that you really do care about them. Um, I mean, you're not going to go through a whole big thing. Oh, I do care about you. You really do matter to me. You're just going to say, wow, you know, um, somehow, you know, the ball got dropped. I, I don't remember you saying it to me. Um, and absolutely I'll, I'll attend to it tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it's really a case of just taking the high road on that one. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so I'm, I'm going to change gears just a little bit here, mm-hmm. um, and I think the intention behind things is important um, when we talk about this stuff because nobody wants to really hurt or upset their spouse. Um, for example, there will come a time, and I guarantee this, there will come a time when you break or stain or ruin something that is your spouse's. On accident. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. going to happen. It's it's impossible to live with somebody for years and decades without doing something to their things mm-hmm. accidentally uh, that they're not going to like. And so depending on what this is, it might be a very painful um, accident, such as you break a family heirloom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you make a mistake like this, how can you approach your spouse with this type of news? Okay. Before I answer that question... I want to say something as a psychologist that you started out with nobody intentionally hurt someone. And I'm going to add nobody consciously intentionally hurt somebody. Okay. What I would say is that when you've been together with somebody for years and decades, as you put it, there are going to be times that you're just not going to be happy with the other person or you feel slighted by the other person or you feel that your needs haven't been met by the other person. And not that you wake up in the morning and say, how can I get back at this other person? But emotions are really funny little things. They're not rational. Uh-huh. They're not logical. And 
you know, so so you go to wash your husband's favorite sweater and you just forget to look at the instructions that say do not wash dry clean only. Mm-hmm. You know, now you didn't intentionally do that, but you were a little sloppy about it. So if you're cleaning the china, you're not trying to break the plate, but you're just not quite as careful as you That's would be. Right. That's right. And okay. because you're, I mean, you're upset with them and you're just That's like, eh, right. I got to clean the stupid dishes and That's correct. got it. So I want to just sort of be inclusive of that. Yeah, no, I think that's a great distinction because, yeah, I think a lot of people will say, well, I didn't try, I didn't, I didn't try to break it. Well, yeah, you weren't trying to break it, but you really weren't putting forward, you weren't mindful mindful and putting forward the best effort to not break it at that point. Right. Okay. Um, So I think that we have to understand we are involved with the person we're involved with because of our emotions. And every now and then, when, as I tell my clients, when you play in my sandbox, mm-hmm. meaning the world of emotions, you got to understand that emotions get a little out of hand. Okay, that being said, so if you have ruined something, I think that you have to go to the person and say, I got to tell you something, and I feel really, really bad about it because I know that this is something that, you know, has meaning for you. And and I I really did something that I, you know, isn't going to make you happy. I, I screwed up. And then you tell them, you so know, right up front, you accept responsibility what? and express remorse. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, don't expect the other person to necessarily say, Oh, that's okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that you have to expect, especially if it had some meaning to the person that they're going to have a reaction. Um, you know, just because you said sorry doesn't mean that it's like, oh, okay, fine. They're going to have a reaction. And I think at that point, you've got to validate and say, I know, I know, I feel terrible. I know this had meaning to you. And if I, you know, could wind the clock back and redo it, I I would. But, you know, you have to sort of like be there through their process of, of feeling badly about it. Now, listen, if three weeks later, they're still boohooing about it, mm-hmm. you know, you might want to say, do you want to talk about why this is still so upsetting to you? And it may be about, you know, something else. But in the moment, if they have a reaction, I don't think that you can get all annoyed and, yeah. you know, up, you know, uppity about it and say, I said, sorry, what are you, you know, getting so upset about? I think you got to, you know, hang in there and ask. And let them get their upset out. Mm-hmm. Now, now we, we are talking about this as if it happened in another room or when they were away. Mm-hmm. Uh, would, would this type of conversation be different if they were present during the time of this infraction? No, I think it's still the same. Okay. I, and I think that if it happened while they're in the room, you would probably should use some expletives like, oh, <laughs> Yes, uh, it's a family podcast. I mean, okay. it's an adult podcast. We can okay. go ahead and you, okay. can, you can drop oh, your... Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe... Oh, I am so stupid. Oh, God. Because then the person will get the real sense that, you know, you do feel badly about this. And them being present, they might actually have seen the, that it was, in fact, right. uh, an accident as opposed to, oh, I leave the room and all of a sudden my favorite piece of thing is broken. Right, right. Okay. Right. Uh, now, do you have any final tips for when you do make a mistake 
uh, and you want to express remorse uh, and you also want to avoid having a fight or having this drag on for, as you just mentioned, somebody holds on to something for weeks or months or whatnot? Well, the only thing I would say is, again, when the, the person who's upset um, is upset, hang in there with them. The last thing that you want to do is say something like, all right, calm down. You know, mm. it, it, it's not such a big deal. You're invalidating them. And the worst thing that you can do, whether it be this situation or any situation when someone is emotional, is say, calm down. That is going only to incite them more and get them more anxious, upset, you know, aggravated. So, you know, you just have to sort of um, hang in there with them. You know, most people, most people, when they've done something wrong, feel guilt, they feel remorse, and then have difficulty, um, dealing with the other person's feelings because they feel so badly already, Mm. but it will go over in the long run much better if you can just sort of hang in there with them and say, you know, I know, I know, I feel terrible about this. I know what this meant to you, you know, and again, it's almost like a proper apology. Mm -hmm. A proper apology has to acknowledge what you did, has to say um, that you know the impact it had on the other person, and it has to be sincere. So, you know, if you say, "I, I can't believe I was just such a klutz, or I wasn't paying close enough attention, and, and this, had so much meaning for you. It came from your grandmother and you, you can't possibly replace it. And I'm, I'm just so sorry. I I just feel so badly. Now you'll notice my tone is very sincere. I'm not like, all right, sorry, you know, my bad. Um, because you know, it's, it's going to come across as very flippant. Yeah. Okay. And you know, one of the things we haven't touched on at all is, the the person who is the offended party in this scenario where they're they they're the ones that had this the thing break or ruined or whatnot uh how can they keep things intact and with the understanding that you know this wasn't an intentional consciously mm. intentional yeah. act yeah um and so i understand particularly when it's like you know it's the last heirloom from my grandparents or whatever right. i can't go right. back like there's yeah. literally nothing that can happen now that is going to bring that thing back how can how can that person move forward and forgive and not let it consume them over days weeks months etc well i thought you were going to ask a different question first which i think i would like to address because oh, i ahead. think it's a valid thing which is how can they address the partner who has um you know, broken the item or, you know, whatever. I think what they, but still have their own feelings. And I think what they have to, would have to say to the person is, look, I, I get that you're upset and I know you didn't mean it, but you have to understand that this is upsetting to me. So let me, you know, just sort of go through my process and feel badly. I'll get past it, but you have to understand that I need to, you know, sort of like grieve it a little bit. You know, it's a loss. You know, so- that's, I was just going to say, I think that's really important because a lot of times when we talk about emotions and different things, we talk about, you know, keeping things calm or um, somehow wrangling them a bit. Mm-hmm. But emotions are something that are good. That's what makes us human. And, and a lot of times the best thing is to feel those emotions. Right. Um, Absolutely. And because you can't move on. Uh, in a lot of instances, unless you've enabled yourself to just accept those emotions that you're feeling, um, 
as part of that process. Yes. And not only that, but if you try to shove them down because you don't want the other person to feel so terrible that they did this, well, you might shove them down temporarily, but it's going to come back and leak in some other place. Mm -hmm. So you're better off saying to the person, I know that you've apologized and, and I accept the apology, but you got to let me feel this and, and it's okay. I will get over it, but you know, <laughs> I, I just can't be so happy and fine at this moment. Um, so, so I, I think it's important that the quote offended person be able to let the other person know that this isn't going to go on forever, but, but they also need to uh, stay with their feelings a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, now, what was the other question you were asking? I apologize. No, I think you kind of sort of touched on it. It was, and and I, I hope, because <laughs> I just kind of winged it, I hope I remember it correctly. It was something to the effect of how can you prevent this from eating you up, um, you know, in the days, weeks, months that go on. And I'm guessing, you, I mean, I think you kind of addressed it is letting yourself feel those emotions. Yeah. Yes, I I think so. And, you know, I'm not trying to be dramatic here, but especially we, we seem to have switched over to when it's something sentimental and it's an heirloom and everything. Yeah. But if we're talking that topic, that really is a loss. Yeah. And, you know, loss it comes in all shapes and sizes, so to speak. Now, that's not this topic, but just by way of, of trying to make my point, if there's a job you really wanted and you didn't get that, that's a loss. If there's um, a, a promotion that you were expecting or there was a house that you were hoping to buy and you were outbid by somebody else, that's a loss. So that my point is that losses come in all different um, ways mm -hmm. other than somebody physically dying. And so I, if you, yes, go ahead. Steve. I, I, I was just going to say, I think that's a really great point um, and, a, and a good distinction because we often uh, invest emotion in our things and you see it's, it's a common trope and, you know, like end of the world type movie scenarios where someone will grab a picture of their family or something mm -hmm. at, you know, and if that gets destroyed, that is the loss of like the last memory of their spouse who passed away or so, you know what I mean? Like, there is those emotions, whereas when we were talking at the at the very top about you forgot to pick up the dry cleaning, there's no loss there. It's an inconvenience. Correct. That's correct. Okay. So anyway, the point is that if you are feeling it as a loss, it really is okay to accept it as that, to not like get annoyed at yourself and say, you know, well, this is silly. It was just an object or whatever. If there's some sentimentality to it, just understand it's a loss, you know, give into it, let yourself, you know, uh, express it. A lot of times writing about it helps to get the feeling out. Um, and again, my thinking on this is if it lasts over several weeks, then you might want to speak to somebody professionally because then I sort of think it may be tapping into some other stuff. But if, you know, you feel bad for a day or so, that's okay. That's perfectly okay. It's okay for you to understand that something has been taken away from you and you're going to feel lousy about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's a great uh, spot to uh, hit the pause button on. So okay. uh, thank you so much, Karen. Like I, you, you really brought in some like good um, tips that I wasn't expecting, like the uh, consciously intentional stuff. That was, that was excellent. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much.
You're welcome. Uh, I want to remind everybody that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. As I mentioned, she has her own radio show called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationships, and you can find that on the Sex Talk Radio Network. On Karen's website, drkarensherman.com, Karen offers a set of audio and video tools that are produced by Karen called Pillars for Partnership. So be sure to give that a gander. Uh, Of course, you can find links to this stuff on our website, hitchedmag.com, where uh, Karen has her own page there uh, with links to not just her website, but also her uh, social uh, presence. So on Twitter and Facebook, Uh, we have all that stuff as well. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Periscope. Um, Although I I think I need to put up my Periscope link. So, yeah, if you want to connect with us, I I would say that the social networks are definitely the best way. If you have any questions, let us know through uh, those platforms. Uh, Or we do have a giant email button on our podcast page uh, at hitchedmag.com. On our homepage is a podcast link. Click there and you can uh, access all the archives, ask us a new question, um, and uh, share it with perhaps your spouse so that you guys can handle these issues equally as professionally uh, together uh, going forward. And, um, you know, you can also search for past topics, too. Hit the, um, uh, if you're on a Mac, uh, Command-F and do a little search on the page or Control-F on a, on a PC. And you can search the actual individual page and it'll just kind of highlight if we've touched on that topic in the past. And, of course, these are available if you're listening to it on the website, these are available on iTunes, also on the Stitcher app, both free, um, both automatically download the latest episode. So with that, I will uh, wrap things up here. So one last time, I want to thank you, Karen. Thank you, Steve. It's always a pleasure. Likewise. Uh, that is going to do it for us this week. Be kind to each other. And uh, until next time, take care, everybody. The world is ours tonight. The world is ours tonight. We're on top of the world.